Welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shanik. And we're so glad that you joined us this month as we have special guests on the podcast. But first and foremost, please leave a review if you haven't already. You can share, like, subscribe, share this on the socials, text it to a friend. We appreciate all of your love and support. Yeah, so three things you need to do, like, subscribe, and share. So as we get into today's episode, as many of you know, this month we've been having all of the pastoral staff from Hill City Church joining us. And today we have an absolutely amazing, special pastor, as it is my mom. We have Pastor Linda joining us today. Hello, Pastor Linda. Hey, hello. Yeah, this is your time. She's very shy in the mic, but we love you. This is probably one of the greatest ever because 40 years in ministry, this podcast exists because you gave birth to the man on my right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So we are standing on your shoulders. Thank you so much. So to get things kicked off again, we are asking two different questions to our guest. The first one is what has been your favorite episode on the podcast so far? How can I pick one? I loved them all. Are you just saying that because you're my mom? Absolutely. (laughs) That's exactly what my mom says. So you get a pass. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And then second question, um, can you just tell our listeners a story, um, like a crazy or uh, memorable or funny moment? I'm cutting you off. We're not going to ask you the same question. I'm going to take control. Because you are Shanik's mom, I want to hear your most, the the moment you were the most disappointed as Shanik growing up. Wow. Okay, the most disappointed was, um, I believe you were a freshman. Yeah, eighth grade or a freshman around that time. You know the story? I already know what she's going to say. And uh, he came home and his head was bald. And he had the most beautiful head of hair. And I I was devastated. I was shocked. I could not believe he did that to me. Yeah, so um, just so everyone knows, I still have an amazing, beautiful head of hair, (laughs) but I know exactly the moment she's talking about. Um, I believe it was eighth grade summer right before my freshman year, and I was hanging out with friends. Uh, Specifically, I know Brad Bannett was involved. Maybe Matt Stumler was involved in this as well, but we show up to this chick's house. Her name was Jennifer Montgomery. She actually just lives right down the street from the church and show up. And I'm like, man, I need to get a haircut. And then one of the dudes like, we need to just shave your head. And I'm like, I'm down. Let's do it. And of course, maybe I was doing it for a little bit of attention too, but I I felt who cares, you know? So Jennifer's like, well, I got some clippers. And so literally we went back in her uh, parents' bathroom and I sat there with my head over her bathtub and they just took clippers, no guard, straight all over I wish you could see Pastor Linda's face right now because she is reliving disappointment. Yes. I think my mom's most disappointing moment was when I came home with uh, bleached blonde hair because it was, I don't know what, with that generation, they cared so much about our hair. I wasn't allowed to dye it, wasn't allowed to cut it without her permission. Yeah. You relate. Yeah. So what about, so what you about- You wouldn't have liked him bald either. Yeah, probably not. Oh, I look amazing bald. Matter of fact- um, just, uh, how, what was it like seven years ago, uh, Reggie's brother ended up getting leukemia and we had a fundraiser event where a lot of people were shaving their heads and I shaved mine and I looked amazing. So hair, no hair, it doesn't matter. Well, that's true. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. So I would love pastor Linda 
for you to just share briefly a little bit of your story and really just specifically um, how you came to be involved here in here at Hill City. So maybe a little bit of your life um, just leading up to adulthood and motherhood and pastoring like just we're just going to release you and let you just share your story. Well, there is a lot of things that I could share uh, in my story. You know, 40 plus years, there's a lot of things that's happened that has been good. A lot of things that hasn't. But I think um, some of the uh, memorial, uh, memorable um, things has been um, having God in my life. Uh, growing up without, you know, Christian parents or parents, period, you know, uh, it can leave you one feeling neglected and, and uh, hurt and so abandoned. So I think when I received Christ, um, I felt like, you know, I was so fulfilled that I was willing to do whatever God wanted me to do. And we began, we found this Bible study and then became a church and then after that, three years later, Daryl became pastor. And so at that time, I was happy for him. And I knew that God was going to use him. But as far as me, uh, I felt like, well, why did you allow us to get married? Why did we get married? I mean, I didn't set out to be a pastor's wife. You know, I just wanted to be a Christian and serve, you know, God. So in that uh, experience, I, I was devastated in the sense that uh, I didn't feel uh, good enough. I didn't feel uh, that I could handle that. Um, uh, and then I kept complaining to God and uh, asking why. I'm a white person. I want to understand. And so he finally answered me and said, because, you know, I've called you. And with that, um, I accepted it and that he had confidence in me because I kept saying, I, I don't know how to be a pastor's wife uh, because uh, people's expectation and what if I failed? What if I didn't? Uh, live up to the expectation that I felt that a pastor's other people thought a pastor's wife should be and it's like I didn't want anything to do with it but when God told me uh, and I heard him you know in my in my spirit in my heart that you know because I have confidence in you and from that moment on I never questioned God about it at all I um I took on the challenge, and really it became uh, it, a, such a shift in me that I really felt honored that God would do this. And uh, so that from there, you know, I began to um, work with Daryl. I knew that God had called me to be pastor, co-pastoring with him. And so the next thing was, this kept uh, being laid on my heart and I was asking Daryl 
you know, what about this? And he said, well, I don't know. Uh, because, you know, some people think, and I said, I don't care what people think. What do you think? Because I, I feel this um, impression that God is calling me to, to do this. And so, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do it, but I'm not going to be pushy or forceful. You know, it's whatever you think. So we went to a seminar that taught about uh, husband and wife's co-pastoring. And so from that, we, um, I began to, uh, I was ordained and set in as co-pastoring with my husband and took on the responsibility that uh, even greater than just being a pastor's wife. And it really, uh, at first it is, it was, um, nervous because if I didn't believe in myself how did could I feel like other people uh, could see that as well and so I began to accept even that calling of that and begin to take on responsibilities and I thought wow what a shift from I didn't even want to be uh, a pastor's wife let alone here I am taking on this next step of growth in me walking with my husband, you know, in, in that calling of being pastors of Hill City or Cornerstone at that time. Amazing. What was one of the hardest struggles in the beginning when you guys were figuring out, okay, are we going to do this church thing? Even before maybe Pastor Daryl got, you know, put in place as the lead pastor, what was one of the biggest obstacles you guys had to overcome? Well, I think for him, it was his own insecurity and confidence as well. What about for you? Um, well, for me, being a pastor's wife, being in the, uh, because you, you feel like you live in a, a house, uh, you know, <laughs> that you live in a house that, you know of glass everybody knows everything you do you have all these expectations what you feel that is put on you i mean really it's ridiculous but it was there and i think in some places it still is there you know as well so for me i think that was the hardest thing you know yeah no i really appreciate you saying that and um just going where you went, because of course we believe here at Hill City um, in empowering women into ministry, and we have women pastors on staff. And like you said in the beginning, you know, Pastor Daryl was even like, "Well, some people, you know, have questions about that or may not like it." And you're like, "I don't care what everyone else is saying." And like, I feel like God's calling me to this, and it's not just the role of a pastor's wife. And I'm glad you talked about it because I kept wanting to interject, but I let you share your story because it is something that you've walked out with pastor Daryl and it is something where you co-pastored together and it wasn't just relegated to being pastor's wife. And maybe you take care of the women's ministry or some of the kids like you, you two both together um, led and served faithfully and loved these people that came and, um, and needed to be loved. And you did that so, um, so well and faithfully. And I think, addressing even insecurities as something that we all 
probably struggle with and people who listen right now, um, our listeners, regardless if they're in a position where they're paid by a church community or wherever they're at, wherever they work, they are in quote unquote ministry. Um, and a lot of people do have insecurities and facing up to that and then how to navigate what you feel called to do. Overcoming those insecurities is where we rely right on the spirit mm-hmm. and, and strength. Yes. But what I'd like to for you to speak to a little bit, um, if you will, because I think it'll help some of our listeners, maybe if they're struggling or going through some things, um, because right now you're serving here on staff as care pastor. You do a lot of the counseling ministry, um, inner healing ministry, get people set free from uh, hurts and traumas of the past. Um, but you had some pretty significant uh, trauma events in your life. And I know you mentioned like didn't even have parents, but you didn't even mention it was how, how old were you when, when your mom passed away? There was that, there was like, you know, you, you are my little brother, Daniel, who's amazing, but there's a lot of adversity there that you all had to show. Um, cause he was born with down syndrome. My dad fell 30 feet out of a tree stand. And so there's been that care there. Cause so just kind of speak to some of those maybe a little bit and how maybe it's even helped you and why you're so passionate about counseling and walking through those hurts with other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I am passionate about helping other people. Um, but I'm passionate about seeing people get free and helping them listening to their story and helping them uh, hear areas in their life where there is a, a lie or a different per, or a wrong perspective of what they're thinking and believing about themselves or even in a situation and circumstance. Uh, so to help walk someone through uh, something like that and the look on their face when they had that aha moment oh I never thought about that and even how it opens them up to even share even more of their story you know because they feel safe they feel safe in that room and that's what I, I want them to feel safe and I want them to know that it um, they can share whatever and it's confidential and I want them to know that, you know, they're important, that someone will listen to them. Because even growing up in a home, you know, if you have parents that don't ever ask you, how are you feeling? What do you think? Or share with you, uh, um, or they don't share with you what is going on, and you're left with assumptions and you put things together are solutions that is not true. So you're, you're trying to survive in, in a home, you know, to where you're adapting a false solution or a lie. And so I think for me, helping people in that, you know, uh, you just see them open up and you see that where they come in to believe in themselves and in, with God, because I bring God in with in in their life, and I bring Him up 
because he is the source. He is the one who gave us freedom for them to not only just know it, but to experience it. And so those are the things that has helped me, even like with Daniel, as devastated as I was. And at that time, I told Daryl, I was so hurt and disappointed. And I feel like I didn't understand why that happened. And I feel like God let me down. And I was angry. And so I uh, began to, I told Daryl that I was not, I didn't know if I was going to uh, continue going to church. Don't ask me to do anything. And so he, he didn't. He gave me that period of time and space for me to process my emotions and hurt until the day come. And I said, God, I can't, I cannot not serve you because I love you too much. That's how important you are to me. And so learning that, you know, with him, that even in our weakness, that with his grace gives us full expression, you know, to have that strength to give us hope, to be able to overcome, you know, and, and to experience that gets us from one day to the next day to the next day. Well, I'm so glad that you persevered through all the things that you have. And I know our listeners might be totally in the dark because we haven't gotten into the things that you've experienced in your life. And there's a lot, and I don't think it's appropriate to necessarily share, but it is a lot. And you've dealt with church hurt and nearly church splits and people saying a whole lot of things about you and Pastor Daryl. You've overcome a lot of your own individual past and history, even before you guys got married, overcoming having a, a son born with Down syndrome, overcoming even the the hardships of not just Daryl's fall, but then releasing the church to your son, Shanik, and figuring out the next season of life and what's next for me. And I just appreciate you so much. You've taught me a lot in the counseling world. You've taught me a lot in the pastoral church ministry world. You've taught me how to uh, have thick skin and how to overcome the pain that you experience from when people say BS about you, when people believe BS um, about the corporation that you're a part of, when people uh, misunderstand the truth or have their own truth, but it's not true. And so I just appreciate, we are literally here in this booth recording a podcast and even have two pastors and a mic as a podcast because of your faithfulness, because without you and Daryl persevering for 40 years, Pastor Shannon is not the pastor of Hill City Church. Hill City doesn't even exist and we're not even here. And so thank you so much for everything that you've overcome. I know it, it might be a weird thing to understand, but our individual successes are because of your success. And thank you for setting that foundation for us. And thank you for releasing us to be the chumps that we are, because we do ministry a lot differently than you and Daryl did. And you guys are still some of our biggest cheerleaders. And so I'm super grateful for you. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank you for opening up a little bit with what you did. If you want to know more, contact us. We'll tell you all you need to know about Pastor Linda's life. You need to write a book about all the hardships and experiences that you've experienced in your life. Yeah. And also speaking of reaching out to you, if you're listening right now and you have a need that, um, you want to talk to someone about an issue that you've went through about a trauma, 
you can actually go to hillcity.tv. There is a link there. I believe it's on the homepage that it says need to talk. And it is something where you schedule a counseling session with you. So I would encourage you, our listener, to do that. If you are in need of someone, Pastor Linda is amazing. She'll be there to listen, to help, and um, help navigate um, through uh, the, the healing process with you. So with that, um, Pastor Linda, we've asked every guest to sign us off of the episode. And would you please do that? Yes, I want you to know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it.